Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Never dial back in. Hour number two of four, not the final hour today. We're hanging out with you until 2 o'clock. No D'Lo and KC this week. They will be back January 2nd. So we'll be hanging out with you Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, and then we will also be back to our regularly scheduled program, programming on uh, January 2nd. As you know, this program is sponsored by Jiffy Lube. Shout out to the homies. We love Jiffy Mm -hmm. Lube. And they hooked us up with 82 $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificates. They said, give one of these away after each Kings game. So we said, great. Small problem of what do we do if they play Friday or Saturday? You know, we're not on. That's fine. We'll give away multiple on Monday. So we're giving away three Jiffy Lube gift certificates today. You're going to go to ESPN1320.com. You're going to click on the Jiffy Lube logo. It's front and center. You click on that. And then you're going to enter the code word. This is for Friday's game against the Suns. Mm -hmm. You're going to enter the code DOMAS. D-O-M-A-S. Demona Sabonis is our Jiffy Lube fast break. Player of the game for the Kings 120-105 to win over the Suns over the weekend. Congratulations to Domas. This is his, I don't know, seventh. He wins a lot. (laughs) He wins a lot. Certainly deserving the other night. Uh, 12 of 15 from the field. Four of five from the stripe. He had 11 boards, 12 assists to go along with his 28 points. He was a team high, plus 27 in the win. No, um, No Yusuf Nurkic for the Suns. And I said this on the internet, and I stand by it. I don't think Drew Eubanks can hang with Demonis Sabonis. I I believe I'm ready to say it. I believe that's accurate. I believe you're accurate accurate with that statement. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So ESPN1320.com. Click that Jiffy Lube logo. It's front and center. Enter the code word Domas D O M A S for your chance to enter and win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. We have a couple more of those to give away. So listen throughout the show. We have four hours to deal with today. We don't have to cram them all in at once. That's true. So. That's how that's going to go. All right, we had a caller, Matt, 916-909-1320, if you want to join the show today. Matt, before the break, brought up Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. And this is something that has been, like, it. We Kevin Herter comes up every game because he's just not been playing well, but we never really, like, get into it. And I was watching Kevin Herter do his cardio last night, 
And I, <laughs> 21 minutes, two of eight from the field, one of five from three. He had five points. He grabbed two rebounds. He dished out a couple assists. He had a block. He's a plus five. But I texted you this last night because it was like, man, this is since, since, okay, Started so, had, December. so on, on November 28th, Herter had 21 points against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Then here is, since then, seven points on one of five from three, 16 on four of six from three, 12 on two of seven, one on 0 for three, six on two for five, three on one for four, four on 0 for three. Then he had 11 in back-to-back games. Like, okay, then 7, 13, 2, and 5. And he's not shooting it well in any of those games. And my question to you is, I don't want to get into, hey, does Kevin Herter have the gips? Did he forget how to shoot? What's the deal? I don't think he's forgotten how to shoot. But my my kind of bigger question here, then we can dig in, is is his trade value just tanking? Mm. Because is this like, shooter coming off coming off of screens and he's going to knock down 40 plus percent of his threes he's got a good mid-range game he's got a good little floater game he can go in and 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 we've seen him pull down seven eight nine rebounds like he can he can he's a lengthy defender he's not a great defender but he's not totally incapable and now he's just kind of a just out there running around yeah, I think he's a little bit lost. So over his last 10 games, he's averaging 6.3 points, 2.3 rebounds. He's shooting like right around 36% from the field and 263 from three. Mm-hmm. Whatever is going on, it's something that we saw him and Malik Monk both do last year, where they go into these swoons. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to point out that this coincides with Harrison Barnes waking up out of his like down his downswing. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, again, not to shift blame off of Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter mm-hmm. has to be better. Mm-hmm. A- and if not, you know, Mike Brown has already taken away his minutes. Mm-hmm. He's down to like 21, 22 minutes over that stretch. Right. But at what point do you take away his starting position? Because we're getting close to that. Man. But I would also like just continue to point out that all five guys on this roster uh, on the, in this starting lineup can't get going at the same time because there's only one ball, Kyle, and De'Aaron Fox is shooting 22 times a game. Yeah. And Keegan Murray's up to 15, 16 times a game when he's rolling. And Demona Sabonis is 14, 15 times a game. You run out of shots for that fourth and fifth option, mm-hmm. especially when you, at the nine-minute mark every game, bring in Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there's less shots, and so I think it's it's really difficult for this other tier of player to find themselves within the Kings' offense. And again, it's a lot because how do you how do you compete with a guy who's who's averaging thirty a game and shooting twenty two shots a game? And again, Keegan and Domas are both at thirteen shots per game, mm-hmm. and Malik's at eleven shots per game. Kevin Herter's down at 9.3 shots per game and and Harrison Barnes is at 8.2 and you'd like them to shoot well you'd like Herter to shoot better from the field but it's hard to get into a rhythm when there's just not a lot of ball movement going your way when those guys are starring and rightfully getting a bunch of shots and we've always said this like would the Kings be better if DeAaron Fox was averaging 26 27 a game and not mm-hmm. 30 
and it's possible, but there's also so many times this year where like his team just doesn't have it. So that so that's my that's my my issue here is to me, I think De'Aaron Fox is a smart enough player that if a genie came down and said, Hey, if you average twenty six points a game, the Kings will win sixty instead of winning fifty and you're averaging thirty. Mm-hmm. I think De'Aaron would very capably and easily slide into a role where he's taking three fewer shots a game and he's averaging 26 instead of 30. I don't think that would be a problem. And when I watch Sacramento, my 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 thought on their offense is not, you know what, man, this is just too much De'Aaron Fox. He's just doing too much tonight. Every once in a while there will be a game like that, but every every player has him. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not atypical in that sense. If Kevin Herter cannot figure out how to play alongside a bona fide NBA superstar, then what is he doing here? Yeah. Like that's that's what, so so maybe it's a major adjustment for him and hey, shooting it nine times a game instead of eleven is really, really hard to figure out. Okay, and maybe that's the case. I don't know. I don't play in the NBA. Spoiler alert. But if that's really what this is, if it is man, he's having a tough time adjusting to being a fourth option. Well then Bye. Like, I don't. I. I don't. And I get what you're saying. I. I would point out too. Like it's not like he came to the Sacramento Kings from a place where there was something different. Yeah. He exactly. played alongside Trey Young the first like mm-hmm. four years of his career, who basically averages you know for his career 18.7 shots per game, but during uh, Kevin Herter's time, you know he had a 20.8. He had a 20.3, but. I'm going to tell you, there is something about those extra two shots. That's a lot of shots. And I'm not saying that Fox shouldn't be taking that many shots. I'm surprised as anyone that the guy is, is averaging 8.6 three-point attempts per game. And this is Fox. I mean, that's a lot. And for him, like, hey, like, look, if he's going to go out there and shoot 39.6% from three, if he's going to average 3.4 <laughs> makes per game, yeah, I can't say don't shoot. And th- that's the thing. That's the thing specifically with that. And this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. I don't think I'm sure there's been some, but they, there's not a lot that come to mind where you're going. Oh, that's a bad shot. No, you shouldn't. That's, um, don't love Fox taking that three there. Yeah, it's usually within the flow of the offense. Like I said, it, it, every now and then he has a game, but every player does. I like guess it's one or two shots per game offense. where you're like, okay, that was a little bit of a well, of he a, checked. Of a heat okay. check or a force. I, okay. I don't know. I don't know if heat check, I don't usually do see him doing a lot of heat checks. But yeah, I think it's interesting. And, and your point, Kyle, at some point, like Kevin Herter has to take it upon himself to figure it out. And if not, it might be time to start looking at either Keon Ellis or Chris Duarte in that starting lineup because this has gone on too long. Mm-hmm. It's gone on way too long. I mean, we're talking about a 10-game sample size. We're talking about maybe even a a 12 game sample size of him just not finding his, his place in the offense. Mm-hmm. And it's the same exact thing that happened to Harrison Barnes, but eventually Harrison Barnes started to find his way through it. But now he's getting more shots and Kevin Herter getting even less shots. But I think we can, we can find a segment of the season where the numbers look very similar to, to what we're seeing right now. Yeah. And, like these guys are veterans, they have to figure out to uh, figure out a way to do it. There was a stretch, a nine-game stretch, where Harrison Barnes averaged eight point two, eight point seven points, 
on 38.8% from the field and 31% from three. Tough. A nine-game stretch. And, like, that's that's not good enough. If you're going to be a team that's that wants to be a title contender and stuff like that, you have to have your secondary, yep. your third guys step up in crucial moments and not be dead weight because that's what it felt like against Portland. You had two guys that yeah. were balling and another 10 that were dead weight in a game, yeah. and that's weird. Let's let's talk about that next, and then we'll continue talking about the Kings possibly making a change to their starting lineup. Caller, I see you on the line. We will get to you as well, 916-909-1320. If you want to join the conversation, do the Kings need to make a change in their starting lineup? That's what we're talking about next on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, see, we got on a food topic. Now we're here. We're talking about soup in the chatty house. YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. And I, I made and caller. I see you <laughs> on the line. We will get to you in a second. I need to defend my take. First of all, let me say this off top. I am a person that believes whatever you think about food is your thing. I don't judge people for what they eat. I don't care. Like, do whatever it is you do with your food. Just if it's something I don't want, don't force it on me, bro. Okay. If you put, if you put mayonnaise on your hot dog. Oh, no. I literally, someone did that the other night at the game. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> I believe it was a member of the King's Beat podcast. Uh, it but, may have been. <laughs> but <laughs> if that's what you want to do, fine. Like, I'm not the person that's like, you're disgusting. Like, I just, no. If that's what you enjoy putting in your face, then fine. I just like to make in fun of people in those situations. I don't, I, I'm not really judging. I, just don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I'm not going to make fun of people for, <laughs> for what they eat. That's, that's fine. Um, but I made the case that, hey, for me, I think clam chowder is like the highest variance food. Like the worst clam chowder is at the bottom floor of the scale, whereas the best clam chowder is like way up near the top. I love a good clam chowder. If the clam chowder is really bad, I'm out. Like entirely. For me, are there bad burgers? Because I said, I like a burger, for example, is the best burger is way up here. But even the worst burger is still like middle of the road. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had god awful like barbecue, but like a public barbecue type of burger where it's like a thin meat and it's, but I'm still like, you know what? Hey, in a pinch, I'll have another one. <laughs> it's not good, but I'm not like, that's revolting. I don't want to eat it. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But man, the worst clam chowder, I don't want it. I don't okay. want any of that. Yeah, there was a Johnny Depp movie where everywhere he went, he was in Mexico, he would order a specific type of enchilada. Mm-hmm. And that's how we judged whether it was a, a quality establishment. Mm. And. Okay. And I, I agree because I, I kind of have that, like, if I order Chili Verde from that sort of, like, 
how good of a, a a Mexican food establishment are you? Can you make a good chili verde? Which isn't that difficult. Yeah. But some people watch it. So, yeah, I guess you're right. I, you know, a burger does sit, sit there. You're like, all right. I, I don't like a well-done hockey puck burger at a barbecue. But I no, will I have I will have two of them if I have to. Right. See, that's just it. It's like, is it like, man, this is good. No. Like, this burger sucks. But, hey, throw a little cheese on it, some ketchup and lettuce. <laughs> I'll take it. Just, yeah, just doll it up. Do the Kings need to make a change to their starting lineup? That's, that's, that's just what we're talking about. Random segue. Is Kevin Herter clam chowder? No. Oh, anyways. Um, 916-909-1320 if you want to join the conversation. Uh, this conversation is centering around Kevin Herter, who's who's really struggling right now. And it, you know, makes you wonder, is rolling with this starting five of Fox, Herter, Murray, Barnes, Sabonis the best way for the Kings to operate moving forward, especially in the wake of their 130-113 to loss to the shorthanded Portland Trail Blazers last night? Um, we'll get into that. Caller, what's your name? What's up, my two Caucasian brothers? What's up, man? What's going on? How's it going, Kyle and Cam? I got a question for you. So, hey, what's your name? This is Manny. Manny, what's up? Oh, bro? yeah, Manny. So, with the whole herder and, like, the the thing for me with the whole herder situation is, like, everybody played bad last night except for uh, Domas and, and Fox. So, it, it's right. hard to just, like, for me to just, like, zero in on him. I know he's had a, a couple of games like that, but... Everybody seems to be having these games this year where it's fluctuating. And I was wondering, Ham, because you see practices a lot more, the fact that Davion didn't even get any, like, run last night, you know, just in the case of, like, hey, let's see what he can do. Are there things that you see in practice where he struggles during practice, too, where that might be part of it, where if he's, if players are struggling in practice, they're not going to get as much of an opportunity during a game? Hmm. Huh. Thanks, Manny. Okay, so, so, like – I watch a lot of EPL, right? And I don't believe this Sick whole... Sick yeah, Well... <laughs> I, I'm joking. Keep going. Yeah, English Premier League. I, I, yeah. I don't believe this whole thing that a guy, you watched a guy in practice all week and he wasn't good in practice and so his fitness level, you're going to question and all that stuff. I, I think that a lot of that's overblown. Mm-hmm. Here's the basic crux. I've been saying this for the last two years and people think I don't like... I really like Davion... Mitchell, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's a good kid. I've had plenty of conversations with him. Um, he he is a good, down-to-earth, hard-working dude. He just is a square peg for a round hole. That's it. He just doesn't play this style of offense. So I don't think it's that he's missing shots or he's doing this wrong or that wrong. It's just he doesn't feel like he fits in. Mm-hmm. A- and that's it. So when you watch him go in... The first thing he tries to do, and I feel for him because I think what he associates is, like, I'm a really good defensive player. I am Davion Mitchell. Mm -hmm. I've got to score more to get my minutes back. And that's not what it is. He needs to just look like he fits in. And for whatever reason, he has not been able to do that. And I feel for him because it's, you know, it's kind of like you go out to watch an NFL game and, and you have a a team that likes to do like a spread offense and throw the ball everywhere. And then you throw a guy like Lamar Jackson in mm-hmm. and he can't keep up with the speed of the routes and what's happening, but he can still go get you a hundred yards rushing. Mm-hmm. You just have the wrong guy for the system. 
Right. And that's it. Sometimes that happens. And that's why, like, you find guys who just fit the system perfectly, like Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't think that he's an answer, but I don't know what is. So to be clear here, based on something Manny said, neither James nor I mean, maybe you are. I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm, I, if I know anything about you, you're going to agree with me. This is not to say last night was Kevin Herter's fault. Oh, no. This is not that. No. This is a larger picture conversation that yeah. looks at his last, oh, I don't know, 13 games. 10 games at least where he's shooting 26.3% from three so, and averaging less than seven points per game. Yeah. I mean, I, I went back to that 21-point game against Golden State. He's shooting yeah. 30% since then. That's 13 games. And really, it's been, if you want to go back to when he got hurt, he's at 32.5% since returning from that game he missed against Dallas with the finger injury. Oof. And that's like that's a, that's a long stretch. We're going on... Uh, a month of not great basketball from Kevin Herter. And when you start to piece together, and this is, this is what's going to happen with the Kings as we move forward in this season is okay. Let's kind of look at where they're at. They lost. They can't figure it out on back-to-backs. That's one. Yep. It's another issue we got to talk about today, but they can't figure it out on back-to-backs. And then that game last night against the Blazers where it's Fox and Sabonis scoring and nobody else. And then they're giving up 130, that was a game last night that makes you go, okay, let's hit pause and figure out how to move forward here because it's really clear, at least for me, that I don't I don't know how much how much better this team is this year than last year. And if you're going to try and take that step forward, if you're going to try and say, okay, hey, let's find a little tweak, let's do do a little bit of something different. Like right now, Kevin Herter, based on last night and the 15 games before it, it's kind of like, yeah, hey, this guy's struggling a little bit. Maybe this is where the shakeup is. Yeah, I mean, I'll even, like, compare the Kings to, like, the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. When you watch the Phoenix Suns play, they have two players. And then everyone else is just kind of like, oh, okay. They're on the roster. You know, even Grayson Allen, like, all right, you're on the roster. You had a big Christmas Day game. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, you know, like, the other 40, uh, 30 games a season – Okay, not really a whole lot to talk about. That's not who the Kings are. The Kings are a team that's built with this whole layer of of secondary and third players, you know, second tier, third tier players that they all play together. They all like fill in a void. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is that happened last night where Trey Lyles, Sasha Vizenkov, and Keon Ellis literally combined to go 0 for 3 from the field for zero points. Like, I don't understand what that is. And I don't understand a game where Keegan Murray and Kevin Herter can only score a combined 10 points. Sure. Those games happen, mm-hmm. but it feels like when it snowballs and, like, you have a couple, one guy have a bad night, all of a sudden three guys have a bad night, four guys mm-hmm. have a bad night. You're like, where is somebody stepping up and, like, filling yeah. a void? And that's a problem. I thought even Harrison Barnes last night, he sensed it and he tried to get more involved and then you went away from him. And that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to figure out if there's one guy who's putting his hand up in the air and saying, I will help, then go to that guy. But if we're 60 games into the season, we're still seeing this, mm-hmm. what's happening right now, then that's when Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox are looking around the room and saying, what is wrong with you guys? Mm-hmm. We are We are playing at an elite level and we are dragging you along with us. Mm-hmm. We're not at that point. We're 30 games into the season. The Kings are 17 and 12, five games over 500. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, but we might be to the point where you need to make a change in starting lineup. 
And what does that change look like? We will talk about that next. You mentioned trade deadlines coming up. Yeah. And then, hey, I don't know if you saw Kenny's tweet. Kenny Carraway of yeah. D'Lo and KC fame. Kenny tweeted something. And if you're going to tweet this and then not be on the radio, that's nuts. So because Kenny's not here to talk about it, we're going to do that next. He's James M. Kyle, the insider's on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I don't want to talk about Jair Brown or, gosh, Jair Brown plays for the 49ers. He is not suspended. Jair Alexander, who plays for the Packers, is suspended for one game. And I want to talk about why, because it might be the funniest suspension I've ever seen in my life. It's bizarre. It's really, it's really, really funny. I, I Caller, I see you on the line. We will get to you momentarily. 916-909-1320. If you want to join the conversation, we're talking about the Sacramento Kings. And after their latest couple of losses, just figuring out, hey, is there a tweak to make to the starting lineup? And we're, we're discussing that. But we're going to drop everything. And we're going to steal some content from Kenny Carraway. Okay. Kenny Carraway, at IMKDiddy on Twitter, tweeted this out this morning at 10.33 a.m. I'm just asking a question. Oh, no. Kings fans, would you do a deal for Kevin Durant if it involved Keegan Murray? Dang. That is a great damn question. And the fact that he's tweeting that and then not jumping on the radio to talk about it is nuts. Kenny, call it. Hit us up. Jump on the stream yard. I'll send you a link. I think the answer is no. But I'm not sure. I am. My my initial knee-jerk reaction is like, 
No. Because I lean toward, and there's there's different philosophies on this, I lean toward the long-term vision yeah. in team building stuff, in team building questions. Sometimes that's right, sometimes that's wrong. I'm always the person that's like, hey, <laughs> don't go trade for player X if it means giving up your first round pick because, yeah, player X is great now, but what does it look like in four years? You know, that. that's basically what this is. And then you start thinking about it a little bit, like a little bit. And Kevin Durant, despite the fact he is old, despite the fact he has been banged up, he 35. is still really damn good at basketball. And when you talk about, he is an underrated rim protector. He can go get you an ISO bucket better than anyone in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Still, even at his age. He is a knockdown shooter. He is everything that the Kings need right now. Now, he's 35. How many games are you going to get out of him? He's expensive. What does that do to... Because, okay, now you're removing Keegan Murray from the equation. Keegan Murray and probably other stuff. Well, yeah, because he makes $47 million. Right. So it's you're Murray talking about... and Barnes. And, and Herter. And Herter. I mean, you might be able to get away with with something slightly different. Sure. But, yeah, and probably it's going to cost picks. you a lot. Matt Ishbia is not letting Kevin Durant walk away for nothing. So you're giving away players. You're giving uh, probably three first-round picks. Like, you're, you're giving up a lot to get Kevin Durant. And my question is, because if, if, if getting Kevin Durant, let's say you have him for two years, He's under contract this year and two more. 47 oh, this it? year, 51 next okay. year, and 55 the year. So after. you have three years of Kevin Durant. If I tell you that you were for sure winning a title in those three years, are you doing it then? Yes. Yeah, it, that's it's over. If you can, can, If you can for sure win a title, then yes. That's And that's where I land as well. And I think that's why I lean toward yes. But I also, I, <laughs> this is good radio. I'm sitting on the fence. I, 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 I would do it if I was the Kings. I personally would do it. If Monty McNair said, hey, Kyle, love the show. What do you think we should do? I would, I would I'd say I'd go get Kevin Durant. But I, I will not necessarily die on that hill because, I mean, <laughs> Hey, you're making Phoenix way better, I think. Hmm. Because that is now Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, and now you've got, okay, Harrison Barnes. He helps them out. You've got Kevin Herter down there, who if he figures out his shooting stuff, he's now making them better. Like, that's that's one problem. Mm-hmm. And then B, I said, I, if I guaranteed you a title, you would do it, but you're not guaranteed titles. So in reality... You're giving up a long-term piece of your core for basically like a three-year title contention window because Kevin Durant makes you a title contender. Mm-hmm. If you win the title, TBD. But then what does it look like in the post-Durant era? And that's where the questions start. Because after three years, you're going to be have, you're going to have Domas and De'Aaron both entering their 30s. Yeah. And you're not going to have Malik Monk, by the way. Malik's probably gone in this situation. Yeah, you're closing any window... That you really have. I, I mean, 
Wow. Uh, I'm, it's a I, great question I, by Kenny. Yeah. Okay, so so the Kings could, just like the numbers-wise, Kevin Durant makes 47.6. Herder, King and Murray, Trey Lyles, Davion Mitchell, and you're going to have to throw in Colby Jones or Kessler Edwards or JTA or somebody to make the, the numbers work. Okay. You're, you're a million short of the deal. And they're going to ask for Kessler Edwards. Or not Kessler Edwards. They're going to ask for Colby Jones. Yeah, probably. Like, that's what they're going to want. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, Herder, I, Keegan Murray, Trey Lyles, Davion Mitchell. Dang. 916-909-1320. Yeah, so no. I think, I, I think that... The, you think I, you're out? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that you recover... Like, it's really difficult to recover, like, losing so many pieces and and giving up your future. And so while I love Kevin Durant, and and to be honest, I think Kevin Durant would average 30 a game in Sacramento. The problem that he has right now is it's the same problem he had when he played for OKC. The, Mm -hmm. The difference is he's 10 years older. Yeah. Like, he's just being asked to do way more than his body can do at this point in his career. So, you know, eight years ago, sure, Kevin Durant could go get you 30 a night for 82 games. But at 35, he can't go out there and play 35 minutes a night and and get you that same volume when he's the only one shouldering the load. Again, there's Mm -hmm. a big difference between Durant and Booker and Durant, Damanis Sabonis, and and De'Aaron Fox. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the split up, I mean, and you can't even consider who Bradley Beal could be for that team. The dude just can't play. Yeah. I mean, he's played three can't games and court. he's got yeah. a, he's got a knee problem and he's played three games and he's yeah. out for weeks again. Who knows when he'll play if he, if he does at all. Yeah. Like I'm just going to write him off as almost like a, a sunk cost for this season for sure. But maybe even for the remainder of his career, mm-hmm. if he can't get on the court because of a knee problem, he's a basketball player. These things happen. Yeah. You're not going to be able to play. But that's a tough one, man, because you are giving up everything for for a shot. Man. Now, year that's two, so tough. like next season, you might be able to add a couple of pieces because you, you're not going to have a first-round pick, but you might be able to add a couple of pieces. You might get a couple of people wanting to come play. You might get a couple of people raise their hand and say, hey, I, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. I want to go do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's like a mid-level type player or someone else, like you might be able to fill in and get a Gary Trent or you might be mm-hmm. able to, you might be able to get a really, really sure. solid like three players on league minimum deals that normally wouldn't take. Right. Take that kind of money in Sacramento. But I don't know. That's tough. Hmm. It didn't work out in Phoenix. It's not like they went out and were able. No. I mean, it's a great point. Like, you know? Yeah. I were able um, to get Drew Eubanks to, to play for the league men. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if they got that. I think they paid him more to play. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. I think my, like I said, my knee jerk reaction was no. And I, this all comes back to me because this isn't about what I think of Keegan, and this isn't really even what I think about Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the Kings right now, and and I'm in the camp, and and this this probably my this this probably influences your your response as well but not you james you you listener um i don't think the kings right now as constructed are gonna win a title they need to add a, another 
secondary scorer Mm -hmm. or have Keegan Murray take a huge leap where he becomes that so you don't have to go acquire it. Yeah. And if you're of, of the belief that they need to go acquire it, well, this is probably your opportunity. And if you're of the belief that they need to go acquire it, then you're of the belief that Keegan Murray is not going to make that leap, which then makes him expendable in a deal like this. So I, I think it's it's a little bit what what you believe where you believe the Kings are now developmentally mm-hmm. and where you think they're going to be in the next two or three years and if that's going to be enough. Yeah, so I'm looking at the previous eight games before Keegan like joined the 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 group that couldn't play at all last night. Keegan Murray averaged twenty two point eight points. Right, he shot fifty six point five from the field, fifty three point seven from three, four point nine rebounds, one point six assists, but also one point three steals. He's your best perimeter defender. He's mm-hmm. a guy that was like defending Anthony Simons last night. And the other thing is like. I also have this weird, like, I don't know what happened in the game last night mm-hmm. where you had every player not named Demona Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox just come out and f- just be flat and not be able to play. Mm-hmm. Because like, I Keegan Murray is not a get to Portland on Christmas night and go party down type dude. <laughs> that's not no. what happened here. No, it's not like uh, like he went out to the to the clubs and and couldn't get up the next morning and and function. That's not what happened here. So I think it's a really weird, like we have these knee jerk reactions. But if you would have asked me that question, you know, a couple of days ago, like with Keegan Murray, like growing and developing into this star level player or this all star potential all star level player who again over it's 47, 25, 13, 21 and 20. Mm-hmm. If that's who he is the rest of the season where he's hovering around 20 points per game, then I don't think I make that move because Me too. like he's, he just means, I mean, he's 23 years old. He'd yeah. be there for, you got him for years under team control. And it, right. If he's averaging, cheap. if he's averaging 20 this year, that now it's like, man, I, I was hoping he'd get there by like year four. But if he's going, if he's going for 20 a game this season, Keegan Murray, that is. Then yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm out on on the move. Yeah, my prediction is he'll be at 18, 18 five a game by the end of the, this season, mm-hmm. and he'll be over twenty next year. And then boom, you got your three. Right then you're there. Yeah. Now you need to tweak the roster to get the other guys that you need to play the the positions that that clearly you're you're lacking right now. Yeah. So yeah, interesting question. Um, and see, so Katrina said in the chat, Kings fans forget, uh, quick to forget Keegan's epic game from the previous week. Like, no, that's why this is a tough question. Yeah. If Keegan was still struggling, this would be a no brainer. Like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But because he was so good and scoring 47 last week and starting whatever 12 of 13 from three or whatever ridiculous numbers he put up mm-hmm. and how good he was playing in the couple of games before that and then the couple of games after that, that's the reason this is hard. This is Kevin freaking Durant, man. I get he's 35, but this is one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. Oh, no, totally. No, I, I get what you're saying. I just, it's the cost. And yeah. it's why, like, instantly, if you, that's what people, oh, would you trade for Zach Levine? No, because basically he costs the same as Kevin Durant. <laughs> you got to sure. 
gut your sure. roster in order to go get a player yeah. that makes that much money. Yeah. If you take just a slight step down to an uh like a like Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. it's difficult to make the trade work, but it's not impossible mm-hmm. without like completely gutting your entire yeah, your entire lineup. Yeah. Like you can do that. You look dramatically different even next season. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. But hmm. Hmm. There's just a gravity that and I, I, I am I am a big fan of Kevin Durant. I I don't I his I find <laughs> I find his Twitter use endearing because I think it's super relatable and maybe one of the most relatable things an athlete has ever done. Real. It's like they're done with their day and they're scrolling Twitter and they are gonna reply to some trash talkers. Like, I'm in. That's hey, same. Like I'm there. But I I think there is a and I and I think he's an unbelievable player, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, all that jazz, right? There's a gravity that comes with Kevin Durant that can weigh on a team in a way you're seeing in Phoenix. Like they had Devin Booker and they went and got Bradley Beal, and it was like, wow, look at this team. Another sitting there around five hundred and everybody hates each other. And that's the because the expectation when Kevin Durant steps in your building is, hey, you're going to contend for a title. Mm-hmm. And if things go even a little bit sideways, you have this guy who's, by all accounts, pretty temperamental. When things go sideways, can that ship stabilize? Or is it, hey, this is getting sideways, it's going to capsize, and now the Kings are hosed for the next decade because of this mood they made for... Kevin Durant. Well, but that's... I'm going to also throw this on the Suns. All of this started, by the way, with a hypothetical discussion from Kenny, Kenny Carraway. Yeah. Thanks, this is not like being thanks, reported Casey. or anything like that. No. So. no, no. Just no. running with a fun conversation. Yeah, I would also say that the... As of right now, the Suns, they don't have the culture to do this. They just switched out a coaching staff. They just started over. They just got a new owner. Like everything's yeah. fresh and new. Yeah. Like and they're trying to establish these are moves that that desperate new owners make mm-hmm. that they they've played two K, so they think they can trade this for that and it yeah. will all work out. Yeah. And it a Can't lot of turn times injuries it, off in real life. It doesn't. I mean, even the it, this team at this point, they'd be a lot better if they had DeAndre Aiden. But then again, maybe they wouldn't. I I don't know. Like they they just aren't good. And they've got to figure out how they can get better. In the in the off season, I mean, in season, because mm-hmm. that's super difficult. They don't have anything to offer up, like at all. Mm-hmm. So where do they go from here? Yeah, and I think everybody should look at them and go, okay, this is a good thing for for the rest of the West. But you can say the same thing about the Lakers. They keep assembling oddball talent around their two stars, and it doesn't work at all. And that's why when you're Monty McNair, you got to look at this and say, okay, how do I, how do I avoid the mistake that all of these other teams are doing? Mm-hmm. How do I keep our team, improve our team, but keep them on the same track? Yeah, and that's a difficult thing to do, but you can see the pitfalls of. Again, you go out and get a bunch of guys who, throughout their careers, have proven mm-hmm. to not be winners, which is what the Lakers did. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why you're 16 and 15. Okay, because you went out and got a guy, a bunch of guys who aren't winners. Gabe and, Vincent's a winner, bro. 
Well, Gabe Vincent, <laughs> but Gabe Vincent's out probably right for now. the season. Yeah, right. I, I don't. I mean, he's looking at knee surgery. Maybe not for the season, but close. Yeah, he's to banged it. up. Yeah, but the and he Christian wasn't playing world, well before he got hurt too. But Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood, uh, Rui Hachimura, uh, D'Angelo Russell, like these guys throughout their careers have not been able to take a team to another level. Mm -hmm. And you thought that you could have two stars, one guy realistically, at he turns 39 this week, one guy backpack an entire group of players that have proven time and time again that that's not who they are. That's tough. Yeah, man. You want winners. You want, uh, Well, yeah, I am a winner. If Dude, can I just, real quick, and then we'll get to this caller that we have, and then we'll get to the Jair Alexander story. If LeBron carries this Lakers team to a title, he's going above MJ in my personal rankings. And I'm not even going to question it. I'm not even going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel any need to justify it. Okay. I don't think he's going to. I... But it's tough at the, at at this point, at thirty nine years old, if he's just dragging whatever that team is to a to a title, that'd be crazy. I'm just confused by the roster. I always am. I, it's, it's, it's weird. It's wild. Yeah. Hey, ESPN thirteen twenty. You've been very patient, hanging out on hold. What's your name? Hi, this is Sam. How you doing? Doing pretty well, Sam. Are you in a drive through today? No, sir. My <laughs> man, your sound. That's, you know, it, it sounds great. I'm so happy uh, you're able to join us. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you I'll go back to the same thing I've always said is what the Kings need right now is an enforcer to go along with Sabonis. That's what we need is somebody will go down there and get us 10 rebounds and they will pair with Sabonis to be the tough man, whether uh, similar to Draymond Green, but not quite that guy, but maybe bigger. Now, Keegan Murray, he needs to double his rebound production. Mm. 20 points a game and four and a half boards. Hey, that's great, but you know, he's got to go 20 points a game and 8 to 10 rebounds a game to really make an impact on this team. Now, I don't know the Kevin Durant question. Well, if you got your team and you give them Keegan Murray, number one, there's probably going to be a draft choice out there in the next two or three years that are similar to Keegan that you can probably get. Okay. And number two is if you don't like Durant, there will be another team in a year and a half that will be willing to gut their team to give you players <laughs> back for Kevin Durant. That's a great point. Thanks, Solid Sam. Point. Are you in in or out on Kevin Durant? Uh, uh, I'm like you guys. I'm waffling, but I would be in. Uh, I'm, I'm typically in, but I don't know. I, it's a tough He's tough. in. He said he's in. <laughs> Good job, Sam. Good answer. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. Whatever. Yeah. Sam just, I feel bad because every time Sam has called in, he's been in a drive-thru. There's one time he's like on the freeway, just outside <laughs> like, on the freeway. Sitting, sitting in like this center divide. Down. Yeah, I don't, I'm not totally <laughs> sure. So I was happy that our guy got in here. 916-909-1320 if you want to join the conversation. All right, real quick. Jair Alexander of the Green Bay Packers was suspended today for by the conduct team. by the Packers. Packers still, like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're one of those teams that's like, hey, win the next two and get a ton of help. They have suspended Jair Alexander for one game for conduct, conduct detrimental to the team. So you normally think, like, oh, man, what did he go out partying late? Did he punch did, somebody in the locker room? Right, did he, did, right, did he get in a fight in public? Like, what, what happened with Jair Alexander? According to Rob Domovsky from ESPN, Jair Alexander went out for the Green Bay Packers 
opening coin toss for their game against the Panthers. Jair Alexander is not a team captain. He was not supposed to be out there for that coin toss. Jair Alexander then calls tails on the coin toss. (laughs) It's tails. Okay, they win the toss. He then says, we want to play defense. Which is not the same as deferring your choice. No. So if you elect to play defense, you're giving the other team the choice to start the second half, and they're going to take the ball. Which means the Panthers would have gotten the ball to start both halves. Oh. Because that's how it that's how it works. You either defer your choice, okay, and then the other team says, Okay, we want the ball then. Or you make your choice and the other team theoretically can choose to open the second half by going, Yeah, hey, we want we want to kick it. But no team does that. You want the ball in the second half. Yeah. So by him saying, We want to play defense, that then gives not only the Panthers the ball, but also gives them the choice in the second half to receive the ball. Uh, Alexander got bailed out because Alex Kemp, the official, said, are you sure that's what you want to do? And they got it cleared up, and the Packers ended up uh, deferring their choice, and then they got the ball to start. All that jazz. Okay, has he ever been a captain before? That I don't know. Okay, so I'm wondering if it's like he didn't get the memo that he wasn't the captain that week and he wasn't allowed out there. I'm just confused because this is weird. It's like mm-hmm. a dude doing it like a TikTok moment. Like he's running out there like, oh, watch this. <laughs> man. I I don't know, man. So I, I'm I'm going through. This is wild. This is Alexander's quote after the game. I said, I want our defense to be out there. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. I want the defense to be out there. They were like. You mean defer? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Oh. So he is now oh. suspended a game. And dude, I would make sure he is in the locker room for every kickoff moving forward. Mm. That could have been bad. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, man. I like, And they still almost lost to the Panthers. Oh. That's weird. That's tough. Does Kenny have any other tweets he wants to throw out there and give a show content <laughs> for the next two hours, Kyle? <laughs> No, we can continue talking King Street. I, I want to get into it real like the Kevin Durant thing's not happening. I don't think the Suns are going to move him, and no. I don't think the Kings would be interested in moving Keegan Murray for Kevin Durant. I, I don't think that that's there. Would I personally do it? Eh, probably. But I don't think the Kings are going to do it. So Okay. And I don't think the Suns are going to make him available. Not what Matt Ishbia wants to do is in his second major act as team owners ship out Kevin Durant. The guy that he, didn't he trade for? The guy that he gutted the team for in his first major act. Uh, (laughs) Would that team look different with uh, Cam Johnson? They'd be way more scary, right? In the West? Yeah, If it was Mikael Bridges, Bridges, Cam Johnson. And then all the other stuff. And then just other other pieces. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I think they would be. They'd be really, really tough. Especially when you look at Sacramento, you look at the Nuggets, you look at the way all these uh, the the Timberwolves, OKC, all those teams built organically like that Suns team was, mm-hmm. and you build it around it. Wild. All right. 
Now we'll talk about actual trade deadline stuff, actual moves the Kings the Kings could make that would uh, that would help them. I don't think it's going to be a huge splash like Kevin Durant. I don't think Keegan Murray is going anywhere, and you have reported as much that uh, the Kings are not interested in including Keegan Murray in any trade that uh, that would be available to them here at the deadline. So um, we'll get back into reality with all that. We had some fun with Kenny's tweet, but we're going to pull it back. There it is. Two hours down. Let's get into the 49ers next. How bad was that loss Monday? Big picture. Bad loss in the moment. Let's zoom out and take a look at the next couple weeks and see just how bad things are for San Francisco as they uh, continue their quest for the number one seed in the NFC because now things eh, now things get a little tight. We'll talk about it next on the Insiders on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 